This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're listening to the Virgin Disruptors podcast. There are a lot of definitions of disruptors, but um, the one I suppose I'm most familiar with is when somebody decides to take on a big, fat, bloated industry and innovate in a way that comes up with ideas that are a lot better than it. I think my definition of a disruptor is somebody who sees a unique opportunity to create a product that generates value for consumers or value to the business. It's really about somebody that's good at discovering something, that's good at exploring. And I think that's what makes uh, for a great disruptor. I think plenty of people are disruptive. I think what we forget is that people are disruptive in their everyday life. We used to do our supermarket shopping by getting on a bus and coming home with 10 heavy bags, and now we do that online. There are so many things that we know intuitively to do better. So I think we're all disruptive in our daily lives. It's just the extent to which it's really the question. Disruption is one of the most exciting things that can happen in business and actually often in life. So the word disruption to me is one of great excitement. You're listening to the Virgin Disruptors podcast with Sir Richard Branson alongside a serial entrepreneur and the youngest person to float a company on the London Stock Exchange, Emma Sinclair, blockchain founder Peter Smith, the fintech disruptor behind the world's most popular Bitcoin wallet, and Solly Solomu, the man behind the youth media empire and viral content king's The Lad Bible. I think disruption has become more prevalent as time has gone on, so my belief is that change is happening quicker than ever. So I actually think more people are disrupting and making changes. I think at the minute we're in, we're in a boom of people starting their own businesses. So I think a lot of people are actually feeling more enabled than ever. Um, but I think what stops people from disrupting is maybe if it's an older business they've done things in a certain way for such a long time that it's hard for them to do that because they've built processes structures they've become an establishment and, and it's hard for them to make that change or people that want to make change but not sure how to make it happen it's quite a difficult step for people to sort of step up and give their opinion on that change or make that happen and you know those people that do do that are brave Richard Branson. It's hard work being a disruptor. You can fall flat on your face being a disruptor, especially if you're taking on the bigger companies. There's quite a lot of personal sacrifice being a disruptor. 
but if you can pull it off, the upside is considerable. Emma Sinclair. It's definitely easier for small businesses to be disruptive because they have the benefit of agility. They can pivot very fast. They normally have smaller workforces with a very focused mission. And if something isn't working, they can pivot and change far faster than any large enterprise that has a globally dispersed workforce, probably layers of management, probably hierarchy. That's the wonderful thing about being a small business. You can act fast and you can make change happen fast too. Peter Smith. I think inertia is maybe the most powerful force in our world. You know, people get very comfortable in their present state. It just means it's hard for you to see what's going on, right, and what's going on around you. I think that's why suffering is important. A lot of times you see the best businesses started after somebody gets fired. A good example is Michael Bloomberg. You know, Bloomberg started one of the most successful companies on earth after being fired from his job. Larry Page and Sergey Brin, you know, came very close to basically failing out of their jobs at Stanford, and they create Google. And so a lot of times you see like suffering followed by change. And that's because inertia is so powerful when we're not suffering, when we're not struggling, we don't see our lives very clearly. And I think it's that inertia that keeps people, you know, sort of halfway there. There've been plenty of times that being disruptive has backfired for me. And that uh, in my earlier years involved getting into trouble for doing things I probably shouldn't do. But really, I think what it did was it stood me in good stead for being the kind of person who listens to my gut instincts and quite focused and quite sure of where I'm going and what I want to do. And I think if you're really trying to disrupt an industry, if you're trying to build a business and you're trying to make a mark, that persistence and that sense of self and that ability to follow your gut instinct is really important because when you're tired, when you're working hard, when you're short of cash, and when you're not entirely sure that what you're trying to achieve is going to work, you need to have that inner strength. And I think that that gave me that inner strength. We've always been trying out different things and I think in order to sort of get to that purpose which was discussed um, you have to try out a hundred things until you find like three things that are going to be the ones that you need to expand on and make right. Um, we've made mistakes, we've learned from them uh, and we've evolved so I think each mistake that we've made in the past from you know trying out a hundred things is we, we always make sure we learn from it and we don't do it again. When we've stuck to our core principle and that is starting businesses that are of a much better quality than our rivals, our bigger rivals, we've generally succeeded. When we've taken on an industry such as, say, Coca-Cola with Virgin Cola, uh, where the product is you know, about the same, we've ended up falling flat on our face. So I think what we've learned is we just got to be a damn sight better than our rivals. I think being really disruptive is great in your work life and really, really bad in your personal life. Um, you know, I think that, you know, you can take it too far, right? And that's something, knowing where that dial is, knowing how to turn it back is really what separates, you know, entrepreneurs who are great entrepreneurs and great people from just great entrepreneurs. You're listening to the Virgin Disruptors podcast with Sir Richard Branson, Emma Sinclair, Peter Smith and Solly Solomu in conversation backstage at the Virgin Disruptors event. I think attending events like this is important because what I've learnt over the last few years of growing a business is that finding your tribe is really critical. Finding those people who will help you when you have a gap in information or knowledge or a contact, people who will motivate you on a day when you're feeling exhausted, people who have ideas you didn't necessarily have that fit in with what you're doing. You need people to feed in to what you're working on. You can't 
build or think or create something when you're living in your own little bubble. I think when you're trying to sort of break out of that inertia, when you're trying to figure out what you can do, what disruption that you can do, what you can do that makes you happier in life, it's important to get around like-minded people, so people who are trying to do the same sort of things. You know, someone really wise said that you're the average of the four people you spend time with. And so events like these can be really useful because they can give you those people to spend time with that want to do the things that you want to do. I think hearing different people's perspectives is a positive thing for people. You know, I've got a ton of advisors. I've got like 10 advisors who are all amazing people, have done an amazing things, and each and every single one of them has a different perspective. And it's not to say that I will take one perspective and make that me, but listening to those sort of 10 different perspectives, you can take the little bits that you like and, and sort of make them into yourself more or enhance those things that you've got. So I think listening to people, learning from people and just taking what you want. Uh, I'm not sure that's sort of one ultimate disruptor. I mean, I've often said, you know, Steve Jobs, because he's affected most of our everyday life in a very positive way. But, you know, the exciting thing today is that there are thousands and thousands of people out there disrupting in uh, thousands of different sectors, and that's going to make the world a better place. In terms of who my ultimate disruptor is, I can't point to one person. What I do is it's kind of like a menu or like a recipe card. I take different things from different people. I take um, technology, innovation and advice from my co-founder and my brother. I take work ethic from my father. I take thought leadership on topics that I'm interested from, from people like Dan Ward, who's one of my favourite advocates of simplicity versus complexity, which I think is critical in disruption, keep things simple. So yes, I pull in different thoughts and one of the wonderful things about being an entrepreneur and having a diverse portfolio and meeting people at events as well as doing my day job is I get to pull the best ideas and the best thoughts from people all of the time and put them into one melting pot. Who's the ultimate disruptor? Um, probably my mum. You know, I mean, there's, uh, yeah, I'd probably say the, the most influential sort of disruptor in my life has probably been my mum. You know, she's still changing things. I mean, I'm, I'm still surprised that she's still up to date on technology. Uh, so Alan Turing, um, I think he was fighting two really hard battles at the same time. One on the uh, obvious Enigma stuff, code cracking, which as somebody who deals with a lot of cryptography is super inspiring. Uh, but secondly, being gay. Um, you know, it was, it was not an easy place to be gay back then. And it was a bit of a tragic story, right? Because he achieved the disruption he wanted to achieve, but then ultimately, you know, it took his own life. I think it's a really instructive lesson to the community that we're all part of that we need to take care of each other because pushing the limits, you know, it has its price. If I could disrupt one thing in the world at the moment, I think it would be people's propensity to be hateful, nasty, spiteful to other people, whether that's on a small level in school with bullying or whether it's on a macro level such as the wars that we're witnessing in places like Syria. I find it torturous to watch the news because people are killing each other, um, either with words or with physical violence. And I find that devastating, and I wish that people would learn the lessons of history. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.